For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo, what's the deal, Panther fans? Tony Dunn with the C3 Panthers podcast. We're back for another beat check, man. We're back to the season. Football is here, and it's time to keep our ear to the ground, follow these latest storylines heading into the Carolina Panthers week one matchup against the Cleveland Browns. we got a great show tonight. Noah Schaefer, the Dog Check podcast with Believe Network. A lot of checks. We're checking everything. We're checking all the boxes. The Dog Check Podcast in the house. Welcome, Noah Schaefer, to the C3 Panthers Podcast. Thank you guys for having me on. It's uh, really cool to do this, and, you know, I'm excited for week one. Right on. Cody Lashney, my wheelman in the house, as as usual. My co-host, how you doing, Cody? I'm doing wonderful, man. We're uh, pumped about this season opener. We have a great guest to be able to discuss all things Panthers, Browns. Dude, what a fun showdown, man. The story involved, the players involved, the fans have been going back and forth. Tony, I'm pumped for this. We should have a great uh, C3 beat check tonight. And by the way, you already know that we're joined by some of the best, man. You just see Arjunar and Ram Soren building. These is Ill Skills, Ja Ja, Tim Estes, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Um, we were, we were here last night on the C3 Panthers podcast, really hitting some cool record numbers right now. Everybody's joining, uh, the C3 super fan club, man. We hit over 50. I think we hit 52 members of the, uh, the C3 super fan club. So I appreciate all that support. You guys can just hit that join button. It's a way to support the show, but you know, the deal you can support the show by dancing around on that thumbs up button, subscribing. Uh, and calling into the show throughout the season at 252-228-5098. That's right, 252-228-5098. Hey, you guys, look, you see those people with the cool green tags? We got some cool emoji. I put some emojis up there. Cody Lashney told me the shame one is too edgy, though, so you better use it right now, folks. Use that shame emoji, or else we're going to have to take it away. Cody said the ball got too much. Too I mean, y'all tell this. me, man. I felt like we'd have to explain too much shit from certain people who wouldn't understand. But whatever, uh, man. If the people like it, they like it. Don't forget Sunday. Sunday after the game, uh, we got the C3 Panthers post game show. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, talk about this matchup, Noah. Um, big game. I thought this is. I was saying uh, to Cody when we were hanging out before is that without Baker Mayfield, this would be a boring game. 100%. Uh, you know, the NFL loves their storylines. The the media is something that you have to, to play up. And Baker Mayfield saying or not saying uh, he's going to F them up out there. It's, you know, that, that's something they kind of ran with. And it doesn't surprise me. I think in the first place, there's going to be a lot of media attention on this game. And that quote just, just set it off. So uh, it's really going to be fun. 
you know, is that, uh, well, this is the second year the Panthers have opened the game and this kind of, I'd say, revenge to our new quarterback against our old team. Last year, we started the season at home against the New York Jets. Sam Darnold facing his former team now. Again, at home, Baker Mayfield against the Cleveland Browns. You know, if this game was in week seven, uh, it wouldn't be that big of a storyline because we would know who these teams kind of were by this point. And we kind of have this narrative out. But you're right. You're right. The, the drama is there. What are, um, when it comes to Baker Mayfield, how uh, is Cleveland reacting to seeing him in a different jersey, you think? Look, I think everybody in Cleveland loved Baker Mayfield. His, his passion for the game, his cockiness, his ability to go out and just, you know, be a really fun football player. Everybody loves him. And I, I don't like what the Browns did to him. I think they could have given him another year. They could have, you know, let that play out a little bit more. And I understand you, you have to go chase uh, the best positions available to improve your team, but Baker Mayfield was Cleveland's quarterback. That is the guy that we needed. And, you know, I really don't think there's a lot of Cleveland fans out there that hate him. They they want him to succeed. And actually, Brown's Twitter is something that gets divided a lot. Um, but they are really split right here. And there are Browns fans saying, I want Baker Mayfield to win this football game. I want Baker Mayfield to win a Super Bowl. I want Baker Mayfield to do good. And I do not care if the Browns lose. It's just at that point. He was loved by this fan base. And it hurts me that he is gone. It really does. So let, let's just kind of jump through that real quick. Uh, you know, you mentioned the divisiveness between Browns fans. Panther fans are the same. And I'm of the mindset that I need Baker to prove what he's actually going to do here in Carolina before, you know, I start to give him all the accolades and say that he's the next franchise quarterback. Before we jump into Baker fully, though, it, it seems to me like most Brown fans seem to have the mindset that the Browns' D-line versus Panthers' offensive line is a bad matchup for Carolina. I don't blame them based on what we were last year, but do you believe that's going to be the reason why the Browns win or lose this game is just because the Browns' defensive line is just so much more able to get after Baker Mayfield and just win the trenches? Not at all. I think uh, Carolina really improved that offensive line this offseason. You go out and get icky, um, and you look at this Browns defensive line. There's a huge gap at defensive tackle. And, yeah, you have probably the best edge rusher duo in the game, um, but it's, you know, it it just kind of depends. I I really do think Carolina has a solid chance. And the thing that may beat Baker Mayfield is Joe Woods' defense with with, uh, the secondary. He loves to disguise people. He loves to run these three safeties. He loves to get everybody involved. We barely see any DB blitzes, but I really think that's something that could come into play. So I think the creativeness that Joe Woods has with that secondary is going to be the thing that uh, could potentially win the Browns as football game. Is it, what's a, To me, when I look at this game and this matchup, is clearly there's the Baker Mayfield story going to Cleveland. There is the... Deshaun Watson, the most hated toucher in uh, all of football, who is actually a non-story now because he's going to be out for 10 games and can't practice with the team and things like that. So it's just like he's kind of off to the side. 
Um, is it really come down to that? But Cleveland's just the Cleveland fan, fans and people are worried about that. You're just historically slow starters. What are the main storylines on y'all's mind uh, coming into this game? I think Jacoby Brissett is the biggest thing. Um, people look at his tape from Indianapolis, from the Dolphins. It's really underwhelming, but I really think that he is a good quarterback. He's he's somebody that's that's calm. He can get himself out of the pocket and and really improvise there. So I think they're kind of uh, I don't know too worried about Jacoby Brissett. And we haven't really seen these wide receivers out on the field at the same time. We haven't seen Amari Cooper in the preseason. We didn't see any of our running, uh, well, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the preseason. I I don't know. I think there's a a little bit of worry there. Jedrick Wills is still a huge question mark. We don't know how he's going to perform. He's been really off and on. So I think the offense is just the, the point of worry and rightfully so I get it. Um, But Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski do things for a reason. They have had Jacoby Brissett on their mind I probably think even before they went and made the Watson trade, you know, they, they plan ahead and they make sure their quarterbacks are comfortable. So with all the talent that we have, I think he's going to be really comfortable and, you know, we're going to have something to look forward to after week one. How do you view the offensive attack against Carolina? You guys have a two headed monster in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but what do you think the splits are going to be like? You know, we just got a new uh, sponsorship, uh, prizepicks.com, and uh, they have entries where you pick more or less. And uh, they had Nick Chubb at like 15 carries. And uh, my question to you is do you think that's a reasonable number? Like, what do you think the split between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is going to be? And do you think that rushing attack is going to be your primary means of offense when you play the Panthers? You know, one of the biggest things that Browns fans wanted is to run the ball more last season. And Kevin Stefanski, I don't really know what he was thinking. I think he's a stubborn coach. So, you know, maybe we're not going to run the ball that much. Maybe Chubb can get 12 carries. Hunt can get eight. Or Chubb can get 20. Kareem can get, you know, 12. So I don't really know where that's going to go. I think they do want to test out Jacoby Brissett and see what he can do with David Bell, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant, all of them, and see what they have going into the season. I mean, we have the Jets after this game, then we have the Falcons. And so there is opportunity to kind of experiment with Jacoby. And week one, we can just pound the ball. But I think Stefanski is going to see what he has. And we are going to air out all of our options and – just you know kind of minimize the run game how motivated do you oh actually you know what i would ask you this is i was going to go with motivation this team but you mentioned uh when you described baker and beloved by cleveland fans and you put i think the one of the words used cocky at, at one point is since he's come to Carolina, um, and you know, I I don't I would admittedly say I had not followed Baker as closely as somebody. You know, first he's in the he was in the AFC. You know, we're more in tune with NFC teams, people in our division, things like that. And I just um, had never really closely followed him. Uh, and this narrative that has come about that he is um, kind of a a lightning rod. 
someone that is controversial, um, like you said, even maybe cocky or brash. Since he's come to Carolina, he's done nothing but say all the right things, do all the right things. Um, And even uh, maybe is that narrative slightly overblown? And the fact is, is that is he just a confident player um, and not necessarily willing to back down or is he controversial? Well, I think I I have noticed in Carolina that he's kind of he's toned it down a little bit. Uh, Maybe that may come out a little more during the season. But part of me has thought, you know, maybe his his team is telling him to play up yourself as a person and make people think, you know, you're the good guy. Why would the Browns do this to you? Why would they send you to Carolina and get rid of somebody who they viewed as their franchise guy? And also who a lot of people thought was a reach back in 2018. Taking Oh, totally. Yeah. So maybe they're, you know, just trying to build up his image a little bit. I truly think he is a stand-up guy. He's had his clash with Cleveland media reporters, but who hasn't? They get bashed by the media all the time, rightfully so. So I think I don't think Baker Mayfield is a controversial person. He has grown a lot since college. And even in college, he was uh, he was a leader. Everybody said he was a leader, a really good locker room guy. I think he is a perfect locker room guy. And the whole, oh, he's, I don't know. I don't think the attitude issues are an issue. I think he is a, a really good player. Why did they part with, why did Cleveland part ways with him? You're in a win now mode. Um, next year we have a, a some free agents that we're losing, but the year after that, we have a lot of people that we may have to pay. And, I think going after Deshaun was, all right, let's see what we can do in these two years. Um, They obviously knew the suspension was coming, but you have built a really solid team. And with Jacoby as a placeholder and then Watson coming in for the final couple games, um, that's something that they're looking forward to. So I I really don't know why they tried to get rid of Baker. Um, And I heard in the offseason that, Baker thought they put him out there against Green Bay and Pittsburgh to fail because that offensive line was not picking up their assignments. They were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. The play calling was bad. They didn't run the ball. There was a lot of things that went wrong with that. So I don't know what made them think, all right, time to turn off the experiment. We're done with you. Get him out of here. I don't like it. I personally don't think that Baker Mayfield was a Kevin Stefanski coach. Uh, Baker Mayfield was a Kevin Stefanski quarterback. I think you took a gunslinger and you dumbed him down to a Kirk Cousins. I don't like that. So, and I don't know, because that sounds outlandish because you went and go get Deshaun Watson, who is one of the best, you know, dual threat quarterbacks in the, in the league. I don't know what happened with that. I wish it didn't happen. We're here. Understandable. So just long term, I know we're not talking about Deshaun because he's not really in the matchup here. But, you know, you've professed, you know, that you have a lot of love and respect for Baker Mayfield. What do you think now of Deshaun Watson? Do you feel that long term you are better off with Deshaun under center than Baker? <laughs> I think if we get the Deshaun Watson that we have seen in the past couple of years, then yes. But with him having over a year of football 
not being played. Yeah. And this this negative media attention and his next game back or first game back is in Houston. That doesn't give me a lot of confidence that he could be good going forward. You know, he could go out there and be a dud for the last six games. We don't know. And if he is, I don't know what Cleveland is going to do. But in the moment when we first got him, I think we have a Super Bowl roster. We have a franchise quarterback. Let's run with it. Let's go win a couple of championships. We can put all this media stuff to the side. And I'm pretty sure that's what Andrew Barry and company were thinking. Is your team that good? Uh, I continue to hear that Cleveland's roster is so talented, so talented. They are the most talented team to never win in the history of football, at least. No, is that everybody goes, oh, Baker did it because he was on a talented roster. He did it on the backs of all these running backs. But if I remember correctly, Baker came into a team uh, that had only won two games in two years or one game in two one game in two years who has been through coach after coach, offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. In some ways, I feel like um, there is a lot of draft high highly drafted players on the Cleveland roster. But does that mean you guys are really that good? Tell me about how good this roster is. Let's start with the offensive line and then shift to the defense. Yeah, that, that offensive line has two of the better guards in the NFL. Um, Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio are just, just pure monsters. And you're investing a lot of money in those in those two uh, those two guards. So I really think those are the, the brick of that offensive line. And you move over to left tackle. Jedrick Wills has the potential to be one of the greatest tackles in that class out of out of uh Worfs and I, I get it. Worfs is fantastic, but Jedrick Wills really had that solid tape coming out of college, and that is why they took him tenth overall. He he's a question mark with his with his injury that he had last year, and I I really don't know what we can expect from him going forward. And Jack Conklin has been one of the better run stopping tackles, uh, or one run defending tackles in the league. I think that offensive line is really solid and they are definitely the reason why Baker Mayfield had so, so much success in 2020 um, and didn't really do him much favors in 2021, but they are one of the better units in the league. And, you know, the running backs, the running backs are fantastic. The best one, two punch in the league. And they complement that offensive line so well. It is unbelievable. Uh, just going to the quarterbacks, Jacoby Brissett, you have Josh Dobbs, who was amazing in preseason. A lot of people think he should be starting over Jacoby. I don't believe so. Then Deshaun Watson, when he gets back, that's going to be great. A receiver core is – that's the question mark. Amari Cooper, that was a steal of a trade, even if the contract is a little little heavy. Uh, but then you go to Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's shown that he could be a nice deep threat with Baker. But last year, even though Baker was injured, he didn't do well. He, he tried to take on that number one spot. I didn't think it worked out, and that leaves a big question mark uh, coming into this year. You have Anthony Schwartz dropping these passes. That's the biggest story in this camp in preseason. We can't escape that. That was going to be our X factor. He was going to be our Tyreek Hill, and it's not going to happen. It looks like it's not going to happen. Um, so right now that offense has a couple question marks, but I do think that they can be great and they can get us places. 
What about on that defensive side of the ball? That's where a lot of that talent, we got Jadavian Clowney, uh, Miles Garrett. Uh, you guys have got some linebackers back there. And then I see some Browns fans or at least even some of the Browns media saying that it's the best cornerback duo in the league. Uh, be careful saying that too close to Cody Lashney because he is really hype on the Panthers one. Not proven yet, but he believes they can be great with J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson. Tell us a little oh, bit yeah. about that defense. So we'll start with the corners. Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom, I think they are a really good duo. I, I don't think they're the best duo in the league, but they could definitely be up there uh, in the next couple of years. Greg just needs a little bit more time to develop. Uh, Greedy Williams, he's kind of been a question mark, but we do have A.J. Green and uh, Martin Emerson that we drafted. I think those are some really good young players that – you know, we need to keep around. AJ Green came in as an undrafted free agent and he has just, you know, wowed everybody. PFF hyped him up a little bit last season uh, and the year before. And that's a that's a really solid cornerback room. Then linebackers, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, stud, steal of the draft. And God knows why he fell. Some people said it was a scheme issue, but that was definitely one of the better uh one of the better picks in that draft and Anthony Walker, he had a hundred tackles um, and just Sione Takitaki, Jacob Phillips. They're, they're still kind of getting there. They're still developing due to some injuries, but they are really good, really solid. And then Jadavion Clowney, Miles Garrett. I don't think I really need to say much there. They are just a force to be reckoned with and they are going to be that factor of this defense. Miles Garrett is a great leader. He goes out there and he produces um, and they, this defense really needs that. And with our defensive tackles, we have a lot of young guys, Perry on Winfrey, who I think can be really good, but he was just kind of a dud in the preseason. Jordan Elliott has shown Wait, flashes of being good. It's just, it's, eh. um, but then our, our safeties, Ronnie Harrison, John Johnson, Grant Delpit, Grant Delpit was coming off of an injury, a couple injuries actually. And he came out there and he did some work that was really needed. So we can, like I said earlier, we have a lot of versatility and they are going to be a, a really important piece to this defense. You know, we have a very, very talented young defensive back core here in Carolina. J.C. Horn, C.J. Henderson. Like we have some dudes. And I, I said on last night's show that we did, I feel that towards the middle of the season, People are going to be talking like the Panthers have one of the very best defensive backfields in all of the NFL. I genuinely believe that about my squad. My question to you is, let's say there's a scenario where the Panthers' defense, you know, uh, we're able to, to, you know, really put up a good performance, but we're able to get out early and put up some points on y'all. Does Jacoby Brissett and those receivers that you have up there are they going to be enough and have enough at their disposal to be able to come back from behind should the Panthers get up on them early? So basically, if they have to throw the ball on second and long and third and long, are they truly equipped enough to do that? That's a good question. Um, I think I think we have the volume. I don't necessarily want to say we have the talent. Because we have Demetric Felton, who was originally drafted as a running back. He can move out to receiver. I think we could, you know, run some wheel routes with him. We can we can do a lot with him. David Bell in the slot, 
Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper. Then we have our two tight ends and we just signed Jesse James. So I think we are just trying to overload this offense to give us options and we don't need to make big plays. And if we are going from behind, I get it. I think that's going to be more of a handed off situation and then see if you can just try to sneak something by and, and just kind of overwhelm your corners a little bit, but you guys are definitely right. You have the talent, JC Horn, great corner. Um, and I think they're going to give the Browns some problems in some one-on-one matchups. So that's just why I think we're just going to try to see what we can do. Yeah. I saw somebody say this about uh, Miles Garrett, that he plays two zero to a hundred in the first half of games and early in the season, he gets worn out. Is there any truth to that? It definitely shows. Um, but I think he dials it in in the third downs and the crucial points of of drives. If he's a little lazy on a first or second down, I think I can usually get past that. But um, he he knows how to shut down a drive. He knows how to dumb down the home crowd energy or away team energy and uh, give our defense back some energy. So, yeah, I see it but I don't necessarily think it's going to be a factor. Well, you know, uh, we used to have, well, we have one of the greatest of all time do it in Carolina and Julius Peppers and Panther fans used to get mad at him. They said he was taking plays off and it was not, he was just picking his spots and you say, you know, I'm saying sometimes you're setting up the next play. Those defensive ends are, you know, playing chess in a certain way with those offensive tackles. Uh, You know, I saw Kevin Stefanski say today, that they or and a lot of the pan, the Browns media is saying that the the Browns have a new offense, a new offense. Why? What is new about this offense is that while um, you have Deshaun Watson and maybe you're trying to institute those things for when Deshaun Watson comes, that is so far down the road. Really, what is new about this? Has this not been St- uh, Stefanski's offense since he got there? And what does he want to do different? Why would you move away? Is the new offense going more back to what they did in 2020? What is this new offensive scheme or philosophy they want to adopt? I definitely think it is going to be a more 2020-based offense. We have, in uh, practices, we've seen a lot of two running backs in the backfield. That was something that hasn't been done for a little bit. Uh, A lot of tight end screens, which is kind of unusual for for Stefanski so there is going to be some changes and I think it was needed 2021 I really don't know what was going on there like I said maybe at some point they just figured we're done with Baker Mayfield let's see what we can do with uh, a little bit different of an offense but I think they're going to hone it in they're going to take the chunk plays they're going to take the yardage they're not going to take anything for granted, overshoot anything that they don't need to. Um, And with what you said, setting up for Deshaun Watson, I don't know. I haven't really seen a lot of plays that say, yep, Deshaun Watson's going to thrive at that. I think it's Jacoby Brissett is going to thrive at that. I don't know what they have in store for Deshaun down the road, but right now from what I'm seeing, it's, you know, just, just a tampered offense and maybe we could see some stuff explode. I've seen a couple of deep shots with Michael Woods, our, our rookie receiver. He's He's gone up against, uh, against the sideline and tried to make a play. Dominic Peoples-Jones doing some sideline work. So I, I'm really not sure, but, yep, right now it's tampered offense. 
you're muted. My bad. In in your mind, do you have like a, a prediction, like an idea of how you think this game is gonna go? Like, do you feel good about the Browns' ability to beat the Panthers? Because again, you've been great. You've been awesome the whole time. Most Browns fans, man, they are adamant that even in spite of Jacoby Brissett, you know, the whole Deshaun thing, they think that they've got a squad to be a legitimate contender by the time uh, Deshaun comes back. Do you agree with that? Do you think that this team is built to roll? And how do you use this matchup with the Panthers? How do you see it going? I think with the Panthers – it's going to be a closer game than Browns fans are making it out to be. I think, like I said, they're they're up on this revenge game type of thing. I don't know. I don't think they're going to come out and play this as a revenge game. I think they're going to say, we need to win this football game. Um, but the Panthers are stacked. They have a nice offense. That defense can do some work. So I think it is going to be a closer game, maybe 24, 28, something like that. I think it's going to be really close. And – Setting up down the line, I think this team could go somewhere. We have some issues with depth. I would like to add another number two receiver, a really solid number two receiver. And if one of them goes down, you have Donovan Peoples-Jones to fill in. And, you know, he's been getting some work with Amari Cooper. So hopefully he can come out and and really shine. Um, And defensive tackle, we need our young guys to step up if we want to do anything, if we have any injury in the defensive line room to Jordan Elliott or Taven Bryant, I think that's going to be really, really detrimental. And I really do think we are set up for success. Barry and company has been planning for this. Uh, I I think even back to John Dorsey, he was kind of setting this team up to, to go somewhere and he did. So we are set up for a nice future this season, next season, next couple of years, and hopefully we can do some work. Who's this game most important to? The Browns front office, um, Kevin Stefanski, or Baker Mayfield? I I gotta say Baker. I mean, you can't you can't not root for him. Um, he was kind of tossed to the side, and like I said, if he felt that they gave up on him towards the end of the season. I would want to go out and I would want to show up and destroy that defense. I would want to say, Hey, look at what my new coach is giving me the freedom to do. Even Matt rule said, he's going to let him just kind of, you know, build, build himself up and do his own thing out there. And if he does that, it's going to be scary for this Cleveland Browns front office because they know what they're going to have to take in the media following the game. That's going to be something that none of us want to think about. Uh, I've even joked, like, if we lose week one, I might have to deactivate my account. You know, that's going to be a big thing. That Yeah, we- how does Cleveland react if uh, Baker Mayfield does the metaphorical uh, plant the flag in the middle of Cleveland's field, even though I know it's in Bank of America? How does Cleveland react? What does that say about the, uh, Cleveland's decision? Does it throw shade potentially? Do you think that it has anything, any weight? and bearing how you guys might revisit uh, the acquisition of Deshaun Watson? I think the ba- the Browns fans are going to turn on each other first. The <laughs> people who support Baker Mayfield are going to say, look what look what Baker did. Aren't you mad that we didn't that we traded him? Uh, look at what we did to give up this person. And 
I, that's going to be something I don't want to see for the next couple of weeks. Um, I, I think that, again, this front office knows what's going to happen. They're just going to have to tell this team to move on, uh, to maybe turn their phones off, just ignore it because everybody knows what's going to happen. I don't want it to happen. I don't want to watch first take and see uh, Browns fumbled this trade. And so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be uh, an interesting couple weeks in Cleveland and maybe the Browns come out uh, against the Jets a little bit pissed off. They have toned it down and said, you know, we're not looking at this game as revenge or anything like that. That may change going into week two and just having a, a chip on your shoulder. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll say this. I personally find it fascinating. Like if the sh- like if if Baker comes out and let's just say he throws for 300 yards and has four touchdowns, right? Like if he has a crazy game, you know, I think back of Baker Mayfield when he was at Oklahoma and he got in trouble for like, you know, like metaphorically unzipping his junk and taking it out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, dude, he's like, he's got the bravado. I, I could already see now all the headlines, if Baker Mayfield did something like that, if he does have that kind of performance. Uh, yeah, and I've got to say, like, you know, ever since Baker Mayfield has been to the Carolina Panthers, we have gotten an influx of not only former Browns fans who thought that the Deshaun thing was a bridge too far, but we also got a lot of fans that were just like, nah, I love Baker. I think he got a raw deal. And I, you know, I'm pulling for the Panthers as my NFC team now because they want Baker to do well. So it, it definitely, uh, Baker definitely seems to be the guy that has a lasting impact on the fans, be it good or bad. He's someone that makes you feel excited about what he's doing with the team. So we're pumped about it, man. I mean, yeah, he took us to the playoffs. That's definitely something to that you can't forget. I watch that game all the time. Every single chance that I get, <laughs> I can't forget that game against the Steelers. And even though we almost choked it in the end, it was, you know, it was still a really good game. It made everybody happy. Just hearing Jim Donovan, when we uh, got into the wildcard game, he said, the Cleveland Browns have made the NFL playoffs. And the only thing that is missing is all of you. Cause it was during the pandemic that I tear up every single time I hear that. And I just think of Baker Mayfield. So I think a lot of people, will say that they regret that this trade happened if he goes out and beats us week one. Are there any injury concerns uh, as Brown fa- as uh, that the Browns are facing right now going in this game? Uh, Grant Delpit went down with an injury. I believe it was a shoulder injury. I don't believe it's serious. Um, Jack Conklin is rehabbing from his knee surgery that he had over the offseason, and he's still a toss-up for week one, so we're not entirely sure what we're going to get out of him and backup tackle Chris Hubbard is also dealing with an injury. So if he is out, we are going to be relying on James Hudson. I think he's a really solid second year tackle. We shouldn't have many issues, but other than that, we seem to be healthy. We seem to be ready to go. Um, And I'm excited to be potentially fully healthy for once. All right. Final question for me. Do, uh, do you, do the Browns make the playoffs this year? No. I can't say that we do. I think the AFC North is too stacked and the AFC alone is just, just nuts. So even if we win 10 games, that may not be enough. Uh, it happened a couple years ago. I think it was Baltimore who won 
one about ten, they didn't make it. It's gonna be unfortunate. Yeah. I, I I don't think it's gonna happen. All right, fantastic stuff. You got any last word, parting shots, Cody? Uh, did you think it was coincidental that the city of Cleveland had like a massage therapy, like uh, what's it called, <laughs> like a convention? And it was like not, it was like not even a block away from the stadium. It, it, is is someone intentionally playing a joke on y'all, or is the universe just hilarious? It has to be hilarious. I didn't even know that was a thing. Why is that a thing? <laughs> what do they do there? I why why was that necessary? I don't know. Maybe well, give you. We know why Deshaun did. picked Cleveland. We had to know. If you know what we didn't know, but Deshaun did. He was like, oh, I got this pinned in on my calendar. Oh, fantastic <laughs> stuff! Uh, Noah Shea for the Dog Check Podcast with the Believe Network. Uh, tell them how they can follow you on social media and uh, some of your work going forward as we get ready to prepare for uh, this matchup Sunday. Yep. Uh, my podcast is the Dog Check Pod with Browns legend Eric Metcalf. You can find me over on Instagram at Brown Central and on Twitter at Brown Central underscore. Um, hopefully we'll get some some interviews in that podcast and we'll have a lot of exclusive content coming for you guys. So if you would like to tune in for a couple episodes, please do drop in, say hi, and we'd love to have you. Thank you very much for your time tonight. That's Noah Shea for the Dog Check Podcast with the Believe Network. Man, we appreciate it, man. You have a good one, and uh, good luck, just not this week. (laughs) Thank you, guys. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Man, uh, Cody, um, we uh, are – Counting, counting down, counting down the days. Um, I saw somebody say this is that, uh, who was it? Somebody said that they used the prize pick, the C3 code and prize pick, made the free square. I mean, look, uh, I mean, I don't want to over give them free advertising, but it's so fun. Do it, do it. I love it. It's so fun, man. Like, we, gosh, uh, prize pick right now, who's our sponsor. Uh, for the season. In fact, the guy who reached, who made this, de- like, kind of contacted me and started this relationship. He loved the segment that we did um, yesterday, or you know, and he liked how we're integrated, how we made the picks. Um, so it's going to be fun. And right now, it's a cool week to go and sign up for Prize Picks because they have a free play. Like you automatically get a win with that Tom Brady pick if he throws one yard, as long as he plays you get one of your picks right. So you go there, you go to prize picks, you use the C3 promo code. They match you 100% uh, of your deposit bonus. And uh, then you can go and make some plays. I turned 20 into 60 over this weekend by using my daily fantasy sports skills. Cause it's a skill game. According to the Supreme court, that's why we get to play it. Right. And uh, I'm excited. We made some cool picks and, you know what? You're going to be making some picks on Friday, right? Oh, yeah. So uh, anybody who wants to come on to Friday Free For All, we'll, uh, we'll go through some ones and, uh, and uh, you know, see if your boy can make some cash, man. We'll, uh, we'll do this. And, hey, dude, it, it's fun. Like, like I said, not just because they're a sponsor, but like out of all the websites that you can use to do stuff like this, this is by far the most intuitive. It's so easy. I mean, the, the access to entry is is nothing, man. Like, you really don't risk a ton, and you have an opportunity 
to really, you know, make it cash. I think it's incredible. Use code C3 at prizepicks.com. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm pumped. And I think uh, one of the things I want to, while we got the listeners up here, is on the, it's kind of Friday free for all versus the Tuesday show. Because yeah. we have two separate accounts that we get to monitor our winnings with all season long. So I want to kind of see if the four horsemen versus the Friday free for all is their strength in numbers on that. And speaking of strength in numbers, big shout out to, to just don't care. Uh, also a super C3 super fan member uh, with the $5 love bomb. Thank you for the support of the show. You know, last week I saw 10 Tizzy saying, you're going to do any more flash hat giveaways. You know it, man. We got some cool stuff coming about. I got some, uh, we're going to be rocking and rolling all season. And uh, I saw Drew asking, are we going to be doing the Madden simul- simulations? And, you know, uh, CK and I, after the show last night, kind of stuck around and tried to troubleshoot some of the things we ran into last year uh, to kind of streamline uh, the workflow of this and i think we got it so yeah i think what we're gonna do is have these as live uh simulations where we commentate and discuss and watch them kind of like a live watch along where we commentate it so you guys can be a part of that i think uh i saw panther pickle say the new um rosters drop on um on tomorrow on tomorrow so tomorrow so we'll probably do this maybe thursday or friday we squeeze it in and uh, get this out for you for the weekend. So we got that, the Friday free-for-all, and then on Sunday, the post-game show, Cody. Next week, too, I'm going to try to beat your tail and some debate my take, too. Well, you'll try. That's the key word there. But everyone knows you know you never do, but it's okay. We all love you anyway. But, uh, yeah, I'm interested to, uh, you know, my look, I, I have created a cult, a cult of free-for-all. Okay, and on this Friday, you're going to help me make the best picks possible. We're going to make better picks on the Friday show than we do on the Tuesday show. And I'm telling you, man, for all my House of the Dragon viewers, I'm like Damon Targaryen, and I got my gold cloaks with me. And we're out causing trouble, man. We're causing a ruckus. You know, that's what we do, man. The free-for-all is not just for anybody. You know, it's only, only for those worthy enough to compete you know what i'm saying so join the free-for-all man fantastic stuff man all right so uh cody i think uh that's good we got a little bit of insight today we did a lot of coverage last night we got more coming throughout the week friday uh, sunday you I guys stick I, around with us i tried to look at i tried to look this up i didn't see anything yet but bobby hicks said uh miles and garrett might be out due to some family issues i don't know man. if that's real or not uh, I'm hoping so. Actually, you know what? I kind, you know what? I'm not in some ways. I hope Baker goes out and them stomps them fools. You know what's interesting is that while maybe this is all fans think that their team is going to win, but I really do not feel necessary. I don't feel that Cleveland has this supreme advantage over us. I think the Panthers are going to be playing motivated to win, and I think we really have a good chance of coming out there and curb stomping these mugs and making a statement, or at least really driving a stake through some of the hearts of those Cleveland fans that are so torn over the Deshaun Watson Baker Mayfield storyline. I'm ready for it. I, I think that we're playing with house. Mo- well, no one's playing with house money, particularly Matt rule, but 
I mean, look, is that we're going to go out there and get this done, man. I feel good about this. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for Sunday, man. I do too. I also hope he plays for, uh, for Kevin Kwanu's, you know, for his sake, right? Like I know that's a tall order for any rookie in their first NFL game, but imagine how good we would be feeling about our first round if a Kevin Kwanu goes out there and has a fantastic performance against one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL. I agree. I hope he plays. Um, and listen, man, I've been towing this line. I do hope they have a good game. And I do think that they're, that they're capable of having that type of performance. I, I just need to see it, man. I'm not a Baker Bottom until, you know, until I see that, well, that it needs to happen, frankly. So well, I'm hoping yeah, it happens, man. Uh, one step, one step uh, closer on Sunday, I hope. All right, man, that's the, the beat check this week. Thanks to Noah Shea for the Dog Check podcast with Believe uh, Network. Uh, we went on uh, Charlotte Vibes channel just before this and gave our little two cents about heading into the season and some of the storylines. Go help uh, our friend Chris Jenkins get to 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. The man of the people, he's there for us. Um, and you know what? We're here um, not for you guys, but because of you guys, right? Uh, this show is like we are the same we're all in the car heading to the game on sunday and we'll be riding back from the game sunday make sure you call into the show remember we're really trying to move to a one call per number thing this year because of how big our post game shows gotten how much support we get we want to make sure we get through all the calls we want to make sure that people's opinions don't get drowned out and we want to make sure that we have a lot of fun. So make sure you bring your A game when you call in at 252-228-5098. I went ahead and set up the Patreon. I'm going to set up the new Google Voice number. What we're going to do is I think we're going to launch that in week two when we get everybody on the post-game show to really explain what this new Patreon package will do. And really what it is, it's not going to change anything but just give patrons a way to get their calls expedited uh and maybe and they get some uh discounts on merchandise on our website so look is the the show is not going to change other than i want you guys to pre to plan your calls a little bit more uh and so you know don't waste it go ahead and get it remember you got to win you got to be caller of the day and we'll do some cool stuff like that we'll give away stuff for caller of the day in fact uh i'm going to do that this week i'm going to give away a prize for the best call of week 1 um, don't forget, we've got our Talis Shame picks. We've got our Dab on them picks where we pick the player of the game. And, Cody, where do they need to be at on Friday night? Oh, you need to be out the Friday free-for-all, baby. Every Friday at 7 p.m., your opportunity to join the show. C3 is for the fans, by the fans. Want to let me know what you think of this matchup. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to be breaking down this Browns match. And... We're going to be doing prize picks. We're going to see, you know, if your boy can make some good cash uh, picking some good picks uh, on these entries on prize picks. So you're going to be able to participate in that. Come through, man. It ought to be a blast. Great time. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm pumped. I'm so ready for football. My name's Tony Dunn. Follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Check out carolinacatchronicles.com, the C3 Panthers podcast, longest running. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you hit the notification bell. Uh, and make sure you're here on Friday 
and on Sunday because it's going to be lit. Cody Lashney, how can they get after you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lax, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. And, um, yeah, hit me up. Uh, and, by the way, man, be on those calls. What? Be in the time limit. Hit your point. Be good. Be fast. And we're going to give away a prize for the best call. So, yeah, we might that. be doing that each and every week. That would be a cool addition to the post game show. I'm going to start uh, kind of think about that. We'll have some uh, vote. We'll have some ways to measure that. Cody Lack, let's get on out of here, man. All right, Panther Nation. Until next time, keep pounding. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.